0: Hello fellow Gritizens! Do you believe in your ability to navigate life's obstacles but you're not always sure where to start? Well lend me your ear because here on the Grow My Grit podcast we gather strength and inspiration from real people navigating real obstacles in real time with grit. I'm so grateful for the chance to connect guests and listeners who are ready to know, grow and show their grit perhaps best described as one's default settings in the face of obstacles. With our individual grit compass as our guide, one of the biggest opportunities available to each of us is the ability to identify the strengths we already possess and we reliably bring to challenging situations. These insights into ourselves and into others allow us to explore obstacles with renewed passion and purpose. Are you ready? Welcome to the Grow My Grit podcast. My name is Hayes Shepmeyer and I am so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. What I'm excited about today is that I have an incredible guest. Her name is Carm Aita from hr Carm's going to give us all kinds of insights about all kinds of thing HR and just about managing some of the challenging behaviors, challenging situations, challenging relationships that kind of find their way onto an HR professional's platforms. Carm, welcome to the Grow My Grit podcast. (laughs) Thank you so
1: much. This is really exciting. I'm I'm really excited and happy to be here. Thanks for asking me.
0: You're so welcome. All right. The first thing I love to ask guests to do is tell us about your grit. So for anyone who hasn't ever heard about the concept, the idea is that grit is our ability to do hard things, but how I do hard things is different than how Carm does hard things, is different than how every listener will do hard things. So we choose a G, and T word that really summarize what it is that we bring reliably to challenging situations. So, Karm, tell us about your grit.
1: Awesome. Okay, well, you know, I found that I had a similar approach to Peter from your podcast when he describes how he came up with his grit. I really Ooh. looked at the words that immediately resonated with me, and I felt like they were the right ones, the most fitting yeah. ones. You know, I didn't mm. exactly look back at how I navigated some issues in the past, but I more reflected on the words themselves and they actually do fit. So my G is guard. It's like a fight or flight response when I'm faced with an obstacle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'll give you an example. My daughter was fighting an illness and immediately when I heard those words, the initial reaction was to protect, to guard her, to do whatever I could to guard her. Mm. And yeah. you know, I approach business challenges like that as well. It's the sentiment of guarding those folks that will be impacted by the results. It's the guiding principle of really wanting to do the right thing, which may not always be the easy thing.
0: Mm, so that's exhausting and powerful. Yeah, Woo! so
1: that's that's my G. Um, Go
0: on, girl. All right.
1: And my R. <laughs> you know, I jump into resolution. So immediately my mind goes, okay, so how am I going to solve this problem? And I have to admit that I get quite overwhelmed, you know, as a flurry of options will tend to just come at me at once. And because mm-hmm. of my G, it really pushes me to ensure that I'm looking out for everyone Um, Mm. so, you know, when I'm talking about my daughter's situation, immediately I went into resolution mode, figuring out what are our options and then breaking everything down from there. Mm. Then my eye kind of jumps into that where, you know, I find that this is kind of my double edged sword. You know, it's the Mm. one that can ground me, but it's also the one where it could be my own worst enemy because I overthink. And this is Mm. where I reflect on the solutions that I was thinking about and a lot of times in this mode, you know, I tend to lean on my husband a lot because I need to get out of my head sometimes and just okay. bounce ideas off, you know. And and I think, but as I go through this, this is where I get clarity in terms of the okay. path that I usually have to play out.
0: Yep. Yep. And what's that word? What's your I word?
1: My I word is introspection.
0: Okay. Sorry, so that's I forgot the to say that. For, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. No, I was following along I and I thought, that. yeah, yeah. All right. But you said it now, all as um, well.
1: <laughs> and then my T is try. And at that point, you know, I implement on what I said on doing in my resolution phase. You know, do I have doubts? Of course. Um, but yeah. I, I just have to go for it at that point. And I, you know, when I put my mind to it, I just have to jump into it. Um, and it usually works out because in the introspection phase, I've kind of, you know, I, I've gone through so many different scenarios in my head. Yeah. So, you know, it starts with, you know, the initiation, the steps and, and all of those kinds of things. So really at the end of the day, I just try and I go for it.
0: That is fascinating for listeners. You cannot see the animation and the action in Karm's hands and her, there's just flight, there is fancy, <laughs> there is fight, there is awesomeness happening as she's describing that answer. So thank you for your enthusiasm and your interpretive actions for each of the words. I thoroughly enjoyed that. That's amazing. And what I'd love for you to kind of build on what you started to say is, do you find that your words connect? Do you find they compete? Or do you find they cooperate with each other?
1: I really, I really have to think about this one, because I think my words do tend to Cooperate with each other most of the time. You know, again, Mm. I'm my own worst enemy, right? So sometimes that part, the part that can really trip me up is that introspection piece. You know, overthinking keeps me up a lot at night. You know, as I weigh out Mm. the options and the scenarios in my head, you know, I'll give you an example. This is such a recent example of what happened to me. So last Saturday, okay. My daughter's playing in her first volleyball tournament of the season. Um, It was a friendly game. She's a rep player. And for a few reasons, unfortunately, the team didn't do very well. And so the look of defeat on their faces was just so hard to watch as a parent. And of Mm -hmm. course, my guard, you know, my my G jumps in, right? Like my guard, I want to just like shield her. I want to protect her. Mm -hmm. And that night before I went to bed, I was caught up in thinking, okay, how am I going to help her? get through this? Cause she was so defeated and I'm mm. walking through scenarios in my head. So of course the R starts to creep in there. Right. And yep. you try to get past these emotions and navigate, like how do they navigate a coach that she's never really had to deal with this type of behavior before. So of course yep. it's three 30 in the morning, I'm wide awake. And oh. yeah, <laughs> so I start to reflect on the day, the coach, you know, do I, you know, send a send a note to the coach? Do I send a note to the parents? Mm. You know What should I do? And I start to think about what is the the right solution? And then I thought, okay, you know what? I'm actually just going to type up a note to the parents. And it's really going to be one of saying, you know what? I'm proud of us as parents for coming together. This is what I think we need to do to support our team. Um, And this is how we need to help our girls build resiliency because they're not always going to win. The coach is not always going to give them what they want. They've got to get it from within them. So I did this little note and Mm. I put my phone down and I went back to sleep. (laughs) And, you know, if I hadn't done it literally at four in the morning, it would have just, you know, been been, absolutely. Yeah. So okay. I did it, fell back asleep. And you know what? I felt really good afterwards because I got a lot of positive response from the parents. So I knew I did the right thing. But the reality is it wasn't even for everybody else. It was more so for me and my daughter. So yes. that's yes. like a, an example of where I think they do cooperate with each other because it just tends mm-hmm. to kind of flow um, yep. yeah, into each other.
0: Very powerful. So my first question is, did you send the note off at four o'clock in the morning? Did. Or did you save it?
1: <gasps> no! <gasps> It. I did because had I saved it, it would have still been weighing in my mind of something mm. that I have to do. So oh, wow. I did it. okay. Yeah. You like, I'm one of those ha- people, Hayes, where, you know, when you have a party, you know, you're hosting um, yeah. and then everybody leaves. Like, I have to clean up everything before I go I to bed. Because yeah. I, I, just I hear that. Because I hear that. And then you wake up. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You so wake it's, up.
0: It's a new day. Yeah. That's
1: right. So it's the same, same thing idea. with this, this, wow. this note is that I had to, I had to do it. It was something that was in Send my mind and I had to do it. And I tried it. I, I tried it. I sent it
0: and it worked. Yep. Done. And you went Done. back to sleep. And, and I, I went went sleep. love that you're <laughs> able, again, you're, you're speaking to that element of knowing how you do hard things and that it's an entire process. It isn't just yeah. the element of the introspection. It's the you know, letting go. So that is in fact the last step along your journey. I love it. So there's a bit of cooperation, a little, and not as much competing, but definitely connecting and cooperating, which is a lot less work than when your words compete. It's just an interesting question I love to hear. Now I want to talk about the first time we chatted because I picked up on how important family is to you and how often your business plans take a backseat to your family's needs. And what I'd love to hear from you is which letters in your grit word do you draw on most heavily when your priorities or plans change for reasons that you can't control?
1: Yeah. So great question. And again, I have an example that can really help to illustrate this. So my mom went in for knee surgery, knee replacement surgery this Monday. So a couple of days ago, and the original plan was that my brother was going to fly in from BC to celebrate my dad's 85th birthday over the weekend. And then he was going to take my mom on Monday and, um, stay with her. And then I was going to pick her up Tuesday and bring her home and get her settled. Well, Friday afternoon, we get a note. I get a call from my brother saying, hey, by the way, I have the flu. Can't come (gasps) in. So, yeah. So now I'm like, okay, how is this going to work? So, you know, you and I had to already (laughs) push out our meeting. and um, Mm -hmm. And I had already cleared out, you know, my day on that time. But now I had to go back and clear out all of my G's, uh, all of my, my, my whole day for the Monday. So Mm. immediately my, I go into my GNR mode right away. So my first instinct is I have to ensure that nothing is going to stop me from getting my mom to the hospital on Monday. So regardless of what was going to happen, she was going to get there. And Mm. then I go into resolution mode. Okay. So what do I need to do? Okay. I have to reorganize. I have to replan. I got my husband to be a backup and a stand in just in case something, you know, like if I got ill or or something else came up, so I had to have a backup there. Um, so I had plans and contingencies in place. The introspection really didn't happen because the reality is I just had to do it. Now, as I reflect back on it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm a little tired. (laughs) But but the reality is, I think, you know, when I get into those situations, I don't, I just kind of go. Like, it's just that immediate instinct to just do it and then uh, act.
0: So that's really the
1: GNR pieces that really jump
0: in there. That jump in, and I love because to your point, it's that sometimes the ability to introspect is a luxury. So even though it's something that you typically do, it's when there's time, when there right. is opportunity. But at the right. end of the day, it's a luxury to be able to really weigh those options and then try. No, we're doing. So right. there's no time for introspection. That's right. There is no time for trying. We are doing. Right. Awesome. So your girl is what comes out when the That's priorities right. shift. Yeah, I like I that. It. My girl. So grr. good. Yeah, your girl <laughs> <grr laughs> is what comes out. <laughs> I like that. You can to remember I'm gonna, that. You're I gonna am start. gonna Grr. use that
1: one. Yes, I'm Do gonna it, use that my one. Girl.
0: Bring on the <laughs> girl. I love it. So good. And now we've talked a lot about your personal life, but I would love for you to tell listeners about the day you woke up and decided to create HR4U.ca. Yeah. Specifically, what were some of the big obstacles on the path to surviving and then thriving as an entrepreneur? And how did you get how did your grit really get you through?
1: Yeah. So HR for you is really an unlikely pipe dream of mine. You know, mm. I had been in the corporate world for 20 years and it was really just a fleeting thought. And I never thought, you know, it would come to fruition. Um, you know, mm. I was restructured in October, 2020, right before my daughter came became ill. So it was actually a blessing in disguise because it gave me the time that I needed to dedicate on her recovery. And then mm-hmm. last December, a friend, a friend of mine called me up and said, hey, are you doing that kind of HR thing? Because I need some help. And I'm like, Sure. Okay. No problem. But I hemmed and hawed a little bit, right? I'm like, "Mm, you know, it's Christmas time. I don't want to focus in on it. I'm tired. I just want to focus on Christmas, my favorite time of the year, you know. But Mm -hmm. literally, it like literally something just turned in my head. One morning, early February of this year, I literally sat at my kitchen table, (laughs) turned on my laptop, um, created my website on GoDaddy, called my accountant that same day. And within a week, I was up and running. So I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily thriving at this point because I'm still in my Mm -hmm. early stages, you know, but I would definitely say that I am surviving. It is a very scary venture for me, for sure. Yes. I mean, what do I know about running my own business? And (laughs) how was I supposed to be a good salesperson? Because like, I am the last person that likes anything to do with sales, Um, you know? And so I really had to determine what I was going to be focusing my business on, how I wanted to grow my business. So there was a lot Mm -hmm. of things I had to learn really quick. So yeah. really, I guess how my grit really got me through it is, you know, when I approach something, I come from a place of, again, guarding, right? I have to protect. Mm-hmm. I have to protect my business. I have to protect, um, you know, the, my family. Like I'm, I have to bring in an income and I have to do what it takes yeah. to make this successful. I have to yes. put into it. I have to make it worthwhile though for myself. So mm-hmm. I was so committed because, Even if a job offer was going to come my way, I wasn't going to take it because I need to be 110% committed to this. If I'm going to make this fly, I can't be entertaining anything else other than my business. So, you know, my whole grit is really activated when finances are on the line for me too. Like it that mm. literally gets heightened for me. So I have to figure out solutions, I work through it introspectively, and then I go for it. And that's really been my mantra so far in terms of how I've been able to approach my business. And so far it seems yes. to be working. I've achieved the goal I've set out to achieve this year. And then, you know, now my sites are on thank you. I'm very excited. Yeah, um, and now, care. you know, my site is just on next year and, and growing.
0: I love it. And so much of what you said empowers the, I don't think I can do it, but wait, I'm doing it entrepreneur type because you said it was, you still call it an unlikely pipe dream. It's fully a business. You are fully running the show, but your first, your introduction was, it was an unlikely pipe dream. So it's neat that that's still part of your vocabulary. So I hope listeners with that same like, oh yeah, I have an unlikely pipe dream. You can actually create, realize the beginning of the pipe dream, but not believe it yourself as Carm has demonstrated. There's that kind of, use of the the term unlikely pipe dream to apply to something that fully exists so i like that you're still in that like is this really happening <laughs> kind and, of mindset like it's
1: it's and, you know it's so cool like i just mm-hmm. um and honestly like for people who don't know me this is the furthest thing from where people would see me doing yeah I love it that my daughter gets excited when I get a client because, you know, I get all excited and, you know, mm-hmm. my son is like, way to go, mom. And, you know, like just some of those things just make me feel like, you know what, I can do this. I can, yeah. you know, this is kind of my second stage and you know what, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it and I'm giving it yeah. my, my 100%
0: hmm. And I love the element of your children's experience because you're doing it not for them, but as a role model, you are creating that opportunity to kind of be like, remember that time mom thought something was hard, but she did it anyway. And remember that time when we weren't sure how it was going to go? It's going. So when I'm not sure about opportunities that may or may not be there, I'm going to remember how mom managed that stress, how mom and dad worked together. But it's neat that you're in that space of I don't know how it's going to go. And Everyone else is kind of like, we don't know how it's going to go, but it's going to go somewhere and somehow. And whenever it gets there, we're going to be together celebrating because that's our investment in mom and her success. Yes. Very I love cool. it. Very cool. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I want to play on is a little bit of a no one who knows you would really expect you to be where you are. And just pull into this sense of when you talked about your values on the grit growth guide that I get everyone to complete. Mm-hmm. Most people don't pair excitement with HR, <laughs> but you are the principal. Yeah. You're the principal in your HR firm. And excitement is one of your top five values. So I would love to know how your grit fuels your ability to help clients get excited about having different HR initiatives in place.
1: Absolutely. So you know what? I love HR. I love being an HR professional. But, you know, Mm. I mean, mean, let's be real, right? Not many folks get excited (laughs) about HR. You know, in fact, most people equate HR with all those folks who gave out the pink slips, right? So Mm -hmm. I have worked my whole career to really change that mindset. So when I Mm. approach a client, whether it's new or existing, I come at it with the perspective of, okay, so what can I do for them that's going to bring them value add? So it's not just in the execution, it's in the conversation that gets us to the right point. Mm. And that's why I love HR because it comes back to the people. So my grit really drives my ambition and my desire to be the best HR person my clients have ever had. So Mm. the only person I'm competing with is actually myself. I don't worry Mm -hmm. about what others have done for them, but rather I come from a place of wanting to protect my client's business. So what Mm. I do is I focus on working for solutions that are geared to help them be more effective in what they're doing and then help them be compliant. And then I believe it's in my conversations where we get to a place where they can see the benefits and then that's how they get excited. So I think a lot about their culture and I try and draw on the solutions that are going to have that specific value for them. So while the function of HR is really considered transferable across industries, the approach Mm -hmm. to each client cannot be cookie cutter. It has to be Mm -hmm. um, very specific and targeted to that client. So when I think through solutions for them, I really think through the best options. So here's where the resolution and the introspection come into play. And then I feel Mm -hmm. that I need to find those options that can help them achieve their goals. And that when I'm providing what they need, it's not just a solution that anyone else can come up with. It's a solution that's targeted for them. And then that's the point that they become excited because I've actually been able to demonstrate that, you know what, I heard you and here's what you need. And here's what's going to get you from A to Z.
0: Yes, yes. And I was going to was gonna make that comment. I love that you heard it because a lot of what I'm hearing people get excited about is being understood, being heard, being seen. If I think this question or this problem I have is something that just is unmanageable or something I can't even articulate, I'm going to feel a lot less likely to want to ask someone for help. But the fact that you are not only hearing it, you're embracing that conversation and you're coming up with not just one solution, but several approaches because it is it's a real thing. It's a real situation you're in. And as a professional with lots of experience, I can actually see a bunch of ways. So the excitement I can imagine comes from like, you're excited about this thing that I'm worried about and and you know it's okay for me to, you agree that I should be worried about this and you have, and yeah. So I just, I love that part of the excitement is just, again, being seen and being heard and then being pulled along. Like there's this big door. Karma's just going to open this giant door <laughs> and walk you through to the other side, you might go around the obstacle, you might go under, but you've got that path set out for them. I love it. So again, listeners, HR, exciting, just so you know, you heard it here (laughs) from Carm. (laughs) I love it. And then I have one more question, just again, pulling on your incredible expertise as an entrepreneur. I would love to know, how is creating and running your company made it possible for you to experience a sense of self-belonging, of belonging, sorry, and self-esteem? Because really working for yourself is often cast as a lonely experience and damaging to one's self-esteem. But again, you spoke on your Grit Growth Guide to that opportunity for belonging and self-esteem. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I am no stranger to being alone at work. You know, I always say mm. this to people whenever I'm talking to someone who's new to HR, I I always say to them that HR can be a very lonely job, especially Mm. if you don't have the privilege of working within a large team, because many times the only folks that HR folks can really connect with are other HR folks. Because there's Mm. always, you know, especially in a corporate environment, there's always this perception that HR has to be guarded with who they talk to because other people are thinking, oh, what did HR just share with them? What did they say? What did they say? So, It can become a very lonely job at times. Mm -hmm. So you really have to learn to enjoy your own company, to build up your resilience to that kind of thinking, and just be comfortable in your own skin. So I think because of that resiliency, it's really given me the boost of self-esteem that I needed to embark out on my own. There's okay. no safety net, so I really had to trust myself. Um, and yeah. I think I, ha- you know, you have to always be your biggest cheerleader. And where where I get my sense of belonging um, was trying to integrate myself with like minded individuals. And that's one of the reasons why I sought out BNI. You know, in a year of firsts for me, so opening up my business and now joining this new networking team, and again stepping outside of my comfort zone completely. You know, this is a great opportunity for me to open up myself, surround myself with other bo- business owners who can share their stories and also provide that support system and that sense of belonging. And I found that a lot of people yeah. in this group are like that. And I'm so grateful for it. And I have to say, you're especially one of them. I mean, mm. you've been with us such a short period of time, um. but <laughs> the energy and just, but just like the passion <laughs> that you bring, and it's just, it's so refreshing. And it's like, you know what? I I want to be you when I grow up because it's just, it's what, it's everything that you exude, <laughs> you know, that, um, you know, I aspire to. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, but, you know, I really. Oh,
0: thank you. Yeah, parents. no,
1: no. And, and honestly, like, it's just, you know, you bring such an amazing energy and and that gives me a boost of self-esteem too, because then I'm surrounded by people and I, I feed off of that positive energy and it just helps me um, feel like, you know you could be part of something bigger and and it's being in a in an environment where people understand um, yes. you know some of the concerns that you have as a business owner and some of the struggles yeah. that you may have but also celebrate some of the wins with each other which is exciting so that's Absolutely. you know i'm i was really thankful for that because i think that's what really helps me especially because you know i'm i'm um, an individual person within my business right now so it's not like i have you know teammates to kind of lean upon but i will say that i do have a core group of people that i do lean upon You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. for guidance or just sometimes I just need a sounding board and Mm -hmm. I have to say that without them, I wouldn't have gotten as far as I have today for sure. So I have Mm -hmm. to give a shout out to my close, my close people, my close people that, um, you know, really I, I rely on them as well.
0: Amazing. And I'd imagine that they also rely on you because you've spoken so much to that, the symbiotic relationship of really just giving and getting and making things possible and then celebrating what happened when who knew what was going to happen. So I really enjoyed that kind of walkthrough of the the real opportunity, like you said. So self-esteem is not something that is contingent on feedback from others. Sometimes it's really up to you as an entrepreneur, as any person really, just to find some of those things that are reinforcing and that are building up your ability to keep doing the hard things. And then the belonging sense may be belonging industry specific, maybe belonging with like-minded individuals. Like you said, we're part of the Business Networking International Organization, the Halton Chapter of Business, the BNI Business Accelerators Group. And that's how we crossed paths. So again, there's just that opportunity for listeners as entrepreneurs to find those places where your people more of your people are just waiting to meet you and make that happen oh karm thank you so much for this incredible overview of again the ability to not know where you're going to end up but know that you need to be somewhere else and be able to weigh your family's needs with your company's needs and just continue to find like you said that that resolution i'm grateful to have had this time with you and i can't wait to hear more about your girl. <laughs> I want to hear that so good. I love awesome. it.
1: My girl. Yes. That's awesome. You got it. Thank you so very much for this opportunity, Hayes. Thank you.
0: You are so welcome. Please check out Carm's website, hr and really just get more information because you just are a wealth of it, and I'm just grateful that we have this opportunity to learn. Thank you, Carm. Thank you, Hayes.
1: <laughs> have a good one.
0: Thank you. See you soon. Bye. The Grow My Grid podcast, hosted by me, Hayes Shepmeyer, is a production of Gritty Guru Company. Technical production by Niall Fines Music by Peter Willis. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. For more information about my book, Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple, please visit growmygrit.com. Follow me at GrowMyGrit and share this podcast on social media. Leave a review Take a screenshot of the homepage and send it to friends or family members who will benefit from more grit.